Welcome spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us today. This is This Podcast is Haunted. I'm Kate. <laughs> this is the most professional shit ever. I'm Jen. <laughs> This is, I'm just laughing at your, like, dedication to our craft, which we never have. (laughs) I don't think that's fair. I think you just have... You can tell, you can tell this is a special episode by how seriously we're taking this. Well, we do have a very special guest. Uh, (laughs) So, as you guys all know, we've bragged about this before. Grand Rapids is Beer City, USA. Uh, I'm very proud to live here. Jen, I think you're very proud to live here. You wouldn't have come back, right? Uh, I mean, speaking as the person who enjoys beer way more than you All do, right. I'm, I'm very excited to live. <laughs> this is not a lie. You're right. It's true. I'm a whiskey drinker, uh, or I was before my kidney dis- my kidneys died, uh, and now I drink water, and that is very exciting for me. <laughs> so, anyway. And I drink beer when I'm not hungover. So. <laughs> All right, and Jen, are you hungover this morning? Yes, I am. <laughs> Always a professional, Jeff. <laughs> So. I got one, one drink. That's that's 30 for you. <laughs> you had one drink and you're hungover? Are you serious? I'm a, I'm a very delicate flower. Also, I didn't drink any water yesterday, so. Well, your kidneys Everyone will not hydrated. thank you for that. Can we please introduce the guest? Mm-hmm, <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. All right, yes. so uh, we are joined today by one of Grand Rapids' foremost brewers. Uh, this is Jackson Van Dyke of Harmony Hall at Harmony East, or Harmony East and Harmony Hall, if we're going chronologically. Uh, and we are so excited to have you on today. Uh, Jackson, say hello. Hello. Hi. Hey, thanks for, Am I supposed to thanks use for a being here. Special gravelly voice or something? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Certainly. Oh. I mean, do you want to? Because sometimes it's very sexy. I do love a man with a gravelly voice. Well, I've, I've listened to podcasts, and the host, you can hear the evolution of their podcast voice over time. Because normally they're just talking, and then they turn into like this. And oh, Ugh, then they turn into, into Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Every time my voice changes, it's just because I'm like a foot in the grave. Um, I'm getting better, though. I, heard... I'm either cracking or vocal frying. Oh. So See, there you go. Uh, Jackson, like I said, is one of the uh, co-owners of Harmony East and Harmony Hall, which is on Grand Rapids West Side, which is the best side. Uh, We have a lot of great times, a lot of great memories. If you're a West Michigan murderino, you have probably come to Harmony Hall. Uh, They have been very welcoming to the murderino group. Uh, We've had some really great times there. Uh, and Sandy Van Dyke, also a murderino. So shout out to her for setting this all up. Thank you, Sandy. Um, so we have a lot of stories today, uh, things that we've touched on before about um, liminal spaces, spaces that are high energy, kind of collecting spirits, really, paranormal activity in general. Uh, and your restaurants are no are no exception to that. Is that correct? Um, yeah, yeah, for the most part. The West Side... Definitely uh, more so than the east side, for sure. It is, uh, when you guys come to the west side of Grand Rapids, make sure you hit up Harmony Hall. It is one of my very favorite places. Get the poutine. Uh, We're going to talk more about it at the end there. Um, uh, Just as like, you know, a little taster. Mm, The taste of poutine. I'm sorry. mm, Guys. (laughs) All right. So, uh, Jackson, you have quite the history. Do you want to talk about some of the... Um, experiences that have led you to think that your locations have something spiritual going on? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, uh, on the east side, it, it was definitely just a feeling, nothing, you know, and I think that comes from just being in a, a building at night working by yourself. And, you know, uh-huh. it's hard not to get creeped out. So I kind of chalked that up, but my brother would just freak me out on purpose. He would always say like, just come up He, There's a hallway and he would always say like, he would see a old woman floating there. And every time I would go through and he, I think he was just messing with me. Mm -hmm. That was something that would always (laughs) pop into his mind. So then he would leave after telling me that. Oh, great. And I'd be there working and I'd be like, ah, crap, I'm out too. I'm I'm done for the day. (laughs) Look at my wrist. It's time to go. (laughs) 
Oh, hey, so I'm heading out, but before I do, I just want to mention uh, I saw this uh, corporeal spirit out in the hallway. Anyway, bye. <laughs> Best of luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, the the West Side definitely. Um, I don't want it's. I think the buildings are actually about the same age, um, but that one just for some reason uh, just has a lot more stories involved with um, with it. Um, just starting from the very, very beginning of us purchasing the building. Um, when we uh, bought the building, we actually had the pleasure of meeting the people who built the building. It, it, in 1908, it was built as a sausage factory. No way. Uh, yeah, the Rouser Quality Sausage Factory. And they owned it, you know, um, all the way until the 1960s when they actually went out of business hmm. and became the iconic Little Mexico. Um, but I met the the relatives and um, they came in and they said, oh, do you ever experience any haunting in this? And we're like, uh, as a matter of fact, there are things going. And she said, well, you know, that's just my great grandma, Sophia. And if you keep the place clean, everything should be fine because she's a German immigrant, I guess. And she said she was just very meticulous and always wanted to keep everything clean. Uh, well, that oh is God. possibly the greatest endorsement for a restaurant I've ever ha- heard. It's haunted, yeah. and it's haunted by do- by ghosts who want you to keep the joint clean. Yeah. Well, and, and and you know, if, if you're there and uh, any things are going wrong, I guess, you got to kind of do a little checkup. <laughs> yeah. Right. So she was a German immigrant. Is she one of the Rousers then? She, uh, the Rousers were actually, she's the, um, the wife of, I forget his first name, um, the person who founded uh, okay. Quality Sausage. And so uh, Grand Rapids West Side was heavily German and Polish. Uh, we actually still have a lot of Polish halls today. Uh, so if you guys are ever looking for a reason to come to Grand Rapids, please come for Pulaski Days. You'll have some of the best kielbasa in your life. And it sounds like the Rousers were part of that tradition up until the 1960s. Yeah. Yeah, um, I believe, I think it's John Rouser. He died, uh, but it continued as a family business, and they closed into the, the in the mid '60s, I believe. Sure. And, um, then it was bought by a man named Martin Mor- Morales, and he okay. um, uh, turned it into Little Mexico. So Little Mexico Cafe was actually one of my favorite restaurants when I first started coming to Grand Rapids. Um, of course, I grew up in Benton Harbor. Uh, my sister lived in Grand Rapids when she started going to Grand Valley, um, and she lived in an apartment uh, made out of an old American seating factory, um, it was corner of Seward and Winter, I believe. And we were looking for a place to eat, and somebody had recommended Little Mexico. And so, you know, we have our whole family, and there's quite a lot of us. Uh, we're loud. Uh, and so uh, they were always able to stick us in the back room uh, where we could always have just like a little bit more privacy. Um, everything was very beautifully painted. There's beautiful murals on the walls. The food was wonderful. Uh, it was a really great restaurant, and I was sad to see it turn. Uh, not turn. Um, I was sad to see it uh, close, I guess. I, I never anticipated that um, we would lose that restaurant because it was very popular. Jackson, it was popular with your family too, right? Yeah, we would actually go for the exact same reasons. Um, there was a lot of us. We had little kids at the time, and they had this cool back room um, that we always called the monster room. Oh, had all the you know the sculptures built into the walls and Quetzalcoatl. Uh, yeah, and just all kind of cool stuff. Um, and so they'd stick us back there, and the kids could run around and be crazy. And um, yeah, we we would go, you know, maybe once a month or whenever my parents would come up. Uh, to visit we'd go there now your parents where are they coming up from they're from um, Chicago Chicago and that's where you grew up I grew up on the south side of Chicago very cool so you mentioned a brother who's in who seems to be in business with you Uh, is he one of your co-owners yeah it's a family business so it's my brother my sister and I run it that's very cool and have the three of you always been close yeah yeah I mean my sister is I think I think uh, she's five years older than I am. So my brother and I are 18 months apart. So we kind of grew up a little bit closer. We were in high school at the same time. My sister had graduated and moved up here to Grand Rapids um, by the time I hit high school. So, um, but we've always been close. We get along. Uh, That's very cool. 
Mm-hmm. So if they're your three, if you three are business partners together, um, have you three collectively experienced anything? Um, I, my brother, there's a story um, from way back when we uh, started construction on the place. We pulled in some of our bartenders who um, worked on the east side just to get their input because we didn't do anything huge with the space, but we did want to um, kind of redecorate and reorganize it for our purposes. And so he, him and his uh, brother-in-law actually, who was a, our head bartender at the time, came over to scout the bar and do layout. And they were um, up there by themselves, of course, at night for whatever reason. And they heard chairs downstairs being scraped mm. and the, they ran down there checked it out, there was nothing going on. And so uh, they left immediately. <laughs> like, oh, I we'll, yep. we'll come back, we'll come back at a different time to chat about this. <laughs> Under the protection of the sun, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so those two brothers experienced things together. They got, it's, I always find it very validating when you're with somebody and you're like, yes, I heard that too. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. sometimes your eyes and your ears do play tricks on you. And what you think was one thing was actually something else. I find um, that often I think something is in one direction and my husband hears it in a completely different direction and our dog is looking yet a third direction. Um, And so, but sometimes we're all like, nope, it was in that corner. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, uh, it's very telling. Yeah. Especially with things like that, because as an individual, like I get my feelings or do whatever, um, whatever senses and I can freak out, but it, yeah, if somebody else is there, um, it definitely validates that something's going on. Absolutely. Well, that is fantastic. I love, uh, moments like that where you're with somebody else and you're like, yes, I heard that too. Um, yeah, those are, ex- uh, those are like the only experiences that I actually trust when someone else is there to be like, yeah, yeah, I saw that too. Right. Yeah. It's, I think it's very valid that we don't trust ourselves because it's so easy. I mean, even um, uh, Charles Dickens knew that it's so easy to trick the senses. There's more of gravy than of graveyard about you, he says to the, uh, Jacob Marley's ghost. Because um, he's worried that he actually just ate something that was a little bit turned and it's making him hallucinate. Uh, so I, I thought that was a great line. I love a pun. Gravy just, I mean, it just conjures certain... Uh ideas when you're talking to a dead person (laughs) oh you jen (laughs) all right well let's speaking of dead people let's get back to let's get back to haunting um so what other experiences have you guys had at harmony or harmony hall well i'm just talking to staff i mean going back to the whole um sophia wanting you to keep the place clean i was talking to one of our bartenders and we used to um, utilize the downstairs bar more than we do right now and it was late at night and it was slow and it was just her uh, boyfriend sitting at the bar waiting for her to you know wrap it up for the night and um she said out loud guy did a deep clean yesterday i'm just gonna do a spot clean today and then fair enough um the mop bucket with the mop came down the hall around the corner and went into the bar with her (laughs) i'm sorry you fuck right off what did you just say to me the whole mop bucket yeah, it traveled. Just, yeah, it traveled and went into the bar with her as like kind of a hint, like, "Oh no, you're not, you're not skimping on the cleaning today." <laughs> so that is no. For those of you who've never cleaned a kitchen, like a professional working kitchen before, um, those mop buckets are quite large, and they're cumbersome, and they typically have pretty good sized caster wheels. Um, that stay in place. Like, it's not a small thing for one of... They also tend to be top-heavy, so if it, like, shuffles or shifts, it's going to fall the fuck over. Uh, So for that to cleanly move down a hallway, around the corner, and into the bar, what you're saying is not a small thing. Like, that's a huge... That's huge. That's huge. That's much larger than hearing phantom chairs scraping in a basement. Like, I, I don't know if I'm ever going back in. <laughs> well, I mean, some of that, like, there's another story that, similar, like, for me, I'm, I'm still a little skeptical because the floor does pitch down that way. I've mopped that hall myself and, you know, scrubbed it out with water and the, the water does flow down and around the corner. 
okay, that's comforting. That 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 can happen, but you know the law of inertia, where something that's if an object is at rest, it will stay at rest until another force is acted upon it. Yeah, exactly. So something had to get that mop bucket moving, but I don't know. Sophia got that mop bucket moving. <laughs> She's like, girl, I don't like, think you're going. You're leaving my restaurant like this, yeah, or my factory or whatever it is that she sees. Um, wow, wow, that's cool. Um, man. So, do you think then that Harmony Hall having this more activity, Harmony East, which is an East Town over um, where Jen used to live? Uh, the Harmony East doesn't have as much activity. You've never seen the woman in the hallway. You think there might be a... No, no, that that was my brother messing with me. But, but he did say like that would jump into his head. But, you know, you get... Your imagination can go with that. We, we've worked on other... Before we did Harmony, we would do uh, rental properties and um, renovate that. And we did have a haunted um, duplex that we owned. Oh, thank God. For, okay, so for everyone listening, uh, I lived in one of those rental properties. Was it haunted when you <laughs> was, lived there, Jen? No, I don't, I don't think oh, so. okay, but sorry, I got too excited. I was just waiting for him to be like, oh, there was this one house. <laughs> no, it's not that one. Um, well, well, that's good. The ones that you lived in, actually, um, it's an interesting aside, has nothing to do. There used to be a greenhouse, you know, where the McDonald's is, I think 40 acres is there now. That, okay. that used to be a big greenhouse and the one you lived in was the owner of the greenhouse built that house and so you would live oh, right. right by the corner there no the the haunted one is actually on hollister street we sold it a while ago but um at least three separate tenants came to us with stories on that one um Ooh, we have time yeah well one of them just said like that his girlfriend saw ghosts when they were there Mm-hmm. And then the upstairs tenant told us that they would do things like roll a ball on the floor, and then it would stop and roll back to them. No. Yeah, and then the freakiest one was um, there was a woman and her daughter lived there, and um, she got up in the middle of the night, and in order to, there's two bedrooms, but in order to get to the bathroom, you had to walk by the other bathroom, I mean the other bedroom. And she walked by the bedroom in the middle of the night, going to the bathroom, and she saw the sheet on the, her daughter's bed up and, um, you know, just kind of covering a form. And she thought it was her daughter, went to the bathroom, went back and realized her daughter wasn't with her that night. <laughs> and so. Oh. oh. So she was alone okay. in the house? Yes. Yeah, in that apartment. No. Ha. Ah. No, I do appreciate like the that. ghost there taking on the classic sheet maneuver, though. Yeah, yes, exactly. Classic sheet ghost. Very, uh, very Beetlejuice. It's like that scene in The Conjuring too, where it flies off the oh. drawing line. Sure. Yeah. And for whatever reason, the lights in the basement would never work. You know, we'd get them fixed, had electricians, and they wouldn't work. And of course, as a landlord, it's my job to go change the furnace filter or if the water heater would stop working or whatever. It's my job to go down into that freaky basement. Was and, it a Michigan basement too, which is so much could, worse? Uh-huh. Of course it was. Michigan basement. And then, you know, in rental properties, if tenants have access to basements, there's just shit everywhere, you know? Um, so yeah, it would be freaky. But I, I personally never experienced anything. Actually, the same guy who was the bartender with my brother who heard the chairs one time. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to actually work for us doing construction too. And um, he went there one time and I don't know what this is. He needed to get a, a tool or something from the house. And he went into the house, left his car running, but then he came back out and all the doors in his car were open and the area <gasps> was blasted. And so that could be something haunted or that could just be like, somebody right. in the neighborhood messing with them there are also people i forget about that sometimes yeah. that's a really weird prank to pull though like that's like what's the what's a weird thing we could, i mean i guess if you're rummaging around to steal stuff maybe you wouldn't bother closing doors but i can't spe- i don't know i've never stolen anything out of a car yeah, yeah. no I, I haven't <laughs> i had to double check um we used to um for pranks in our school it was very popular to saran wrap people's car. So I've never left their like doors open. We always like saran wrap the doors shut. And then sometimes we would even uh, heat gun them. So it would be really hard to open. 
Wow. Yeah, yeah, good times. Um, oh, so Harmony East, largely quiet. You get a little freaked out there just sitting there. Um, but there is definitely a named spirit at Harmony Hall. What about exterior? Sometimes I think buildings are haunted and sometimes I think people are haunted. Have you ever had personal experiences or your siblings who work with you um, where you guys are having something that you can't explain in your regular life or is it just located in these buildings? Um, things have happened to me my, own, my entire life. Um, and so I'm not 100% sure. Um, I wouldn't say I'm sensitive or anything like that, but, you know, and part of it is like I've always been interested in it. So it's hard to tell like, are things happening to me because I'm looking for it or that's the way I'm explaining it or is there actually something going on? Um, that's a very common struggle, I think. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What can, would you care to share any of those with us? I mean, obviously don't give us anything you're uncomfortable with. Your privacy matters. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm pretty much an open book here. Um, okay. Like when I was really young, I remember I had a, what I think was maybe sleep paralysis. Was, oh, okay. I shared a, a room with my brother and we had bunk beds and my parents decided to redecorate it. And we did, they, so they took the bunk beds apart and did side-by-side beds. And I remember like going to sleep, lights out, and there was a skeleton standing there. Uh, and I felt mm. 100% awake, but mm-hmm. its bones were moving at odd angles, like its femurs were moving around. And I was just so terrified. I couldn't move. I couldn't speak. I couldn't do anything. And my brother's just a couple feet away sleeping in the the bed in the room. And I wasn't able to, to wake up until it actually reached down, grabbed its femur, threw it at me. Whoa. And I actually felt it hit my chest. And at that Ooh. point, I started screaming. And then my parents ran into the room and they... They said it was because they reorganized the bedroom and it was a lamp or something. Um, but that was when I was pretty young. So that that's kept... very compelling. The yeah. the physicality yeah. of the touch there. I, I don't like it when things in the spiritual realm can affect the physical. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm sorry, I cut you off. That was your first. That was my uh, first, and that house, I mean, that I grew up in, it, it was, you know, just kind of uneasy. You know, I remember sleeping with a Bible because I heard, you know, that was, that would protect you from stuff. Um, but then I was always kind of just a, interested in it. I, are you familiar with Bachelor's Grove? In uh, the part of Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. The, the Bachelor's Grove Cemetery and beautiful old cemetery yeah i used to go hang out in there all the time um, <laughs> one of us one of us. <laughs> yeah. jen and i definitely yeah. both used to hang out in cemeteries well yeah yeah it's uh, purportedly one of the ha- most haunted places in chicago and it's now I, I think you're not allowed to go there anymore um mm. oh shit yeah and it's a shame yeah one time i went there with a friend and there was a little stream out back and there was a dead pig in the stream and i was like Whoa. That was strange. That's obviously not a ghost, but I was wondering why in the world just hanging out was a, a dead pig. <laughs> but, um, and is this like satanic panic era? or? We- uh, I'm not that old. <laughs> I was going to say, he's not that much older than us. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, well, yeah, that, I, I, I was young during the satanic panic, but there's always weird, weird people doing weird stuff you know well yeah unfortunately that's the truth and i you know given that there's not a whole lot of wild pigs running around chicago (laughs) i would anticipate that there is human involvement there um man i i wish i would have i'm glad i didn't see it but i wish i would have come upon that upon that scene uh so so you always had kind of um I don't know what's the I again I don't want to call it sensitivities because that's not the term you use either um but just kind of an awareness of a higher realm maybe is that a good generalized yeah just that you know not closing the door on you know the the things that um you know things that we don't understand things we can't necessarily see or scientifically prove um yeah. Are your siblings in agreement there? Do they also 
are they quick to close that door or are they more likely to think that I, I think that uh, they're they're different my brother is a little bit less open to it like I'm I listen to paranormal podcasts and all that stuff in my free time so I'm a little bit more on the extreme end but uh, I think he's open to it like him and I every once in a while we'll sage Harmony Hall together yeah. just to kind of clear the air and when stuff is just inexplicably breaking all the time, we'll just go through and sage it. Can you give me um, some examples of that? Yeah, breaking. No, it's just refrigerators and just mm. different equipment. Like we'll have, you know, you have in the restaurant business called PMs or preventative maintenance. And we have that on all our equipment. But the same piece of equipment will just fail, you know, multiple, multiple times. I've gone through more refrigerators at the hall in like a shorter period of time than I ever went through at East town. You're ever. kidding. Yeah, no equipment just craps out there. So when it craps out, um, is it, I mean, have you ever suspected like a short in the wires or if you're ordering from the same thing, maybe it's just like a lemon. I, you know, first, the first thing I did was get a different person to do them maintenance on them because <laughs> i figured mm -hmm. you know it's really convenient for you to come in do the maintenance and then all of a sudden two days later it's broken and i need to buy a whole new refrigerator from you mm -hmm. and and commercial refrigerators are not cheap no they no. are not a joke <laughs> so you know we switched over started using you know i i think we are maybe on our third or fourth company um but yeah just stupid crap um yeah but part of that also can be explained by owning a restaurant and your heart around mm. some of the stuff. And Absolutely. Well, especially a, a brew house, you know, you got to keep your beers cold and kegs cold and things like that. Um, for reference, do you want to tell us a little bit about some of the equipment that you do use at uh, Harmony or Harmony East? Um, it's in terms of... Like... I, I don't know how much people know about restaurant industry or brewing um what kind of equipment do you keep in house for that or do you brew off site um i brew the the main production facilities at harmony hall okay so i'm there often um yeah i mean the restaurant it's it's pretty straightforward it's just you have um a different grade of refrigeration and um all this other stuff you know everything's stainless steel so it's easy to clean and wipe down um, sanitize sanitized there's these funky ones uh call them a mega top where you have all your stuff laid out so you just lift a lid and then you can either build a pizza or you know assemble a, a sandwich or sausage or whatever poutine poutine <laughs> um the love of my life the main event yeah typically i mean we've run with um you know large gas stoves um and then you know if fryers, flat top, you know, just that kind of stuff that you see. Uh, the brewing is completely separate from the kitchen. Um, okay. And that's a whole other animal. Um, yeah. I, it's, you know, that that is um, many different vessels. Uh, there's the, the brewing equipment and then there's the fermentation and finishing equipment. It's all, it's all different stuff. And all of that needs maintenance and care and upgrades all the time that's one of the reasons that the margin of profit is so small on restaurants right or it can be uh it can be i mean uh the the two largest costs that we incur are labor labor um paying people and then all the costs associated with that is our number one largest cost um, absolutely and then the second is ingredients so when you're dealing with the with the people element, uh, not only your your workers but also your customers, there are people who are having an experience in a given space, and the space doesn't actually belong to any of them. Uh, and do you feel like it genuinely belongs to you, or do you feel like you're caretakers? You know, uh, both. Um, like we kind of see ourselves in a line here. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, we talked about this earlier uh, before um, in our previous conversation about how we always, when we go into a, like, whether it's a house or a, a Harmony location, we do research on the building and we try to, um, you know, restore the building to a historic standard. And we also, you know, give nods and homages to the previous people who came through. I mean, 
uh, we opened Harmony Hall with the house-made sausages as a nod to the Rouser quality sausage. Um, and we tried to leave, you know, what I mentioned the monster room before. Um, there were some unfinished pieces that we took out and the windows were blocked and we like natural light, so we took that out. But for the most part, we left a lot of the sculpture and, and stuff like that intact. Um, so yeah, I feel like I'm an owner, but I don't need for that to discount you know, everybody else who's owned it in the past, too. Absolutely. Like, you have the responsibility to ensure its future and, and you know, to, to make decisions about the property. Um, but, yeah, in, in many ways, you're not the only owner. Uh, you know, Sophia is still there <laughs> calling some shots, it sounds like. Um, so, I, I mean, not to, not to keep returning to the same well, but, but what else? What else have you experienced there? And... Uh, what else have your staff and, and has have you ever had any customers say anything? I'm going to shut up. Oh, well, there's, I mean, I wrote notes. Um, so I've got this kind of a almost chronological thing. Oh, yes. um, I don't know if that's the most interesting way to go about it, but um, I, are you guys familiar with Wusa, uh, the artist? It's um, If you've gone to either Harmony location, you've seen uh, her artwork. Um, oh, okay. Probably, yes. Our logo, the hop-eyed guy, she did that. that, that like, ah, uh, yes. um, and then the mural on the outside of uh, East Town is her. And then if you go into East Town, I mean, not East Town, the hall, on the back mm -hmm. bar, there's a big hop-eyed guy logo. Yeah. Right? And then there's a large mural. And she did that. Um, cool. Yeah. And so and one of the stories is from when she was there painting that mural. Um, she was there by herself at night, which seems to be a common theme here. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when you do a mural, you had, she would, you know, pre-do it and then project it on the wall and she could paint. And um, as she was there, she looked back at one of the tables where she had her supplies and um, a piece of sandpaper actually lifted up off the table, turned over, flipped, and then went back on the table. No, yeah. I don't accept that. <laughs> I don't care for that at all. So when Ghost was just like, what is this? She surprised the crap out of us, too, because what she did is she called a friend to come hang out with uh -huh. her. And so she never left. She just carried on. She's like, I just don't want to be here by myself. At me. That's yeah. logical. You know, you're like, well, I've got a job to do, so right. I can't just run. I would have. I don't want to. Yeah. I would have been like, here's the projector. Best of luck. Trace it. Bye. I would have done exactly what she did because I, I would feel I can't, like, quit anything. Oh, you're a better person than me. I quit things but all I the time. But I would still be scared. <laughs> or do it later, you know? Dur mm -hmm. Do it during the sunlight, yeah. yeah. Do it during the daytime when there's, you know, other people around, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I would have totally understood, you know? Yeah. Like, that was quite ballsy of her. Yeah. 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 Um, so, and actually... Every October, um, there's Grand Rapids um, beer tours. He comes through and he goes to the, another brewery is also haunted uh, in town here. Um, the Mitten over on Leonard. He does a, okay. a, a haunted beer tour. So he'll hit us and he'll go to oh the Mitten God. and then hit other, you know, purportedly haunted locations. And when I told I gotta him, get in on this. Um, so I take the people and I bring them down to the brewery and I do like a very brief overview of the brewing process you know this tank is this and this is how you do it and then they wanted a ghost story so i told the um the story about the sandpaper and they mm -hmm. full out screamed like <laughs> i was just like it's a it's a piece of sandpaper but <laughs> but again the metaphysical is not supposed to be able to touch the physical and when those two yeah. things interact it shows a higher level of energy and possibly danger and i personally don't care for it at all <laughs> well i do have a story that happened to me and it's kind of like my the big one um Ooh. but i several years ago um we switched from uh the sausage to wood-fired pizza because that's what we were um, selling out the most of yeah and that's what we were known for now we're back to sausage uh, coincidentally but uh that required for us to completely clean out the upstairs kitchen and in order to get a um, wood-fired oven installed and we didn't want to close the restaurant mm -hmm. so that meant on like sunday and monday night somebody had to be there while we were closed you know mm -hmm. at night and so being the owner 
my brother and I were the people tapped to move all the equipment and get it all set up for the contractors to come. And so we've been working for several hours and we got to a place where we thought we could be done. And we're like, well, we've been working all night. Might as well make ourselves a drink, you know, relax with a drink and get done. But there's no ice upstairs and the ice machines in that basement. Um, so I was like, all right, I'll go get some ice. So I grabbed two glasses and uh, went all the way down into the basement, walked up to the ice machine, opened up the lid and was about to scoop out some ice when I felt three distinct taps on my right shoulder. Mm. One, two, three. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't like, I just went into full impulse mode, um, fight or flight. I did three wipes on my shoulder where it touched, never turned oh. around, just kept walking right out of the basement and right out the door. I was like, I'm sorry, Barry, it's time. I'm, we're done tonight, man. We can have a drink at home. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Straight ahead. If I don't look back, I won't see anything. Yeah. Well, no, and that's really, really, uh, we, we've talked about this on the show before. I am an advocate for you don't pay it attention. Whatever it is, it doesn't belong here. <laughs> and we're not supposed to be paying attention to it. Uh, so I think, like, get your energy off of me, three three wipes, and I'm not going to look at you. We're just going to leave your space. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Perfect response. You killed it. Yeah. Well, what do you want? You know, like, what do you want for me tapping me on the shoulder? And I'm sure as shit not turning around. I'm sorry. No, no absolutely not. So um, when I was in the hospital, something was trying to get my attention, I think. I don't know. I'm trying not like also it was a hospital and I was on a lot of drugs. Um, and I don't know if you've ever stayed in a hospital before, but um, I was there for 20 days and um, the, you know, you get woken up at all hours because people are coming to take samples from you and stuff. Um, and so your, your sleeping gets really weird and they actually do have um, recorded cases of hospital uh, hallucinations where people are just so weird and disoriented and far from home that they don't quite know what's going on. So grain of salt, grain of salt, grain of salt, possibly nothing happened at all. But it seemed like every night when the nurses would finally leave me and Dan was gone and my mom was gone, I would settle down in bed. I would put on Guy Fieri because you don't oh. sleep any better than in Flavortown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and something, there would be like something looking at me on the side of my face going, ha, 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 like, look over here, look over here. And I was just like, nope, me and Guy Fieri right here. <laughs> You just can't guy. give it attention. Uh, and so I didn't. It's just my policy. Um, and also, maybe none of that happened. I don't know. I I wish I had more certainty, but I don't. Mm -hmm. So haunted spaces, they don't necessarily belong to us. Liminal spaces, yeah. I love it, love it, love it. Uh, what about outside um, of your home and in your personal life with your family? Have you had any experiences there? Um. Yes, I, um, a couple of different times, nothing too, too crazy. I mean, I touched on it a little bit, um, but it, you know, some of it would be me seeking it out. Um, but yeah, I, there's, is a story. I mentioned that my, um, sister had moved up to Grand Rapids while I was still in high school. Um, mm -hmm. and so my brother and I would come up here, drive up and hang out with her every once in a while. And uh, one of these times we came up and she was living in this, um, on this place on Fountain Street, which, oh, getting ahead of myself. Um, so we were just hanging out with her, all chilling out and we were all kind of sitting in a semicircle and she was sitting on the, on the floor with a nice glass of red wine playing solitaire. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're just shooting the shit and she pulls out a six and lays it down. And she pulls out a second six and lays it down. And then she pulls out a third six. And when she lays the third six, the red wine, the glass of red wine just explodes. No. Ooh. And it was Ugh. so freaky. Um, yeah. And it's not like she, you know, hit it with her hand or anything like that. It just freaking uh -uh. on its own. I hate religious horror. There's <laughs> nothing worse where it has a religious tie in. Yeah, and about the wine. Yes, too. right. Blood of Christ, wine, 
And then also the 666. And it's just going to stain. I mean, you don't want that. <laughs> oh, you're never going to get that security deposit back. Oh, no. Yeah, that's a mess. <laughs> that's too funny. Yeah. Oh, man. There was a, a book, and I think it's out of circulation, called the, it was a haunted book of places in Grand Rapids. And I've always looked for it, and I couldn't find it. And late, I have a copy. Do you want to borrow it? I would love to, because okay. I believe that house is in that book. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on top of my piano. I will run out to the studio and look. Um, and if I have it, I'll pop it by Harmony Hall, okay? Okay, great. So, Harmony Harmony Hall, uh, or at least Harmony Hall, very, very haunted. Harmony, not as much. Um, what about Harmony Hall's history of fires? Yeah, I, you know, um, it had burned twice, I believe. Um it burned once before, sorry, um, it, it, I believe it burned twice. And it, it, there's two separate structures there. There's the um, original sausage factory, which is kind of a German style Bavarian um, structure. And then originally it was like a, a um, wooden sided place that had apartments on top and it had um, a restaurant underneath and that place burned and then they rebuilt it um, and I believe that burned a second time. And then um, they rebuilt it, a th you know, the third time. And that's um, rebuilt it as Little Mexico. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure how the fire plays into it. The interesting thing to me um, is that it never really damaged the original um, structure. And that could be because it's made out of brick. Um, oh, sure. Uh, there's also, yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Um, but in that structure that burned, I, I was told by neighborhood people, so take it with a grain of salt, but there was some sketchy activity that would go on in there. So um, when people talk about the ghost being Sophia, um, there's also a history in that building of some other less than savory things going on. Um, so I always wondered, go on. is there- I might have to have you spell that out for me. What do you mean? Well, I don't want to implicate anybody. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> but i mean it, it is common knowledge that there was um there's drugs being dealt there oh mm -hmm. it's true uh when we first came to grand rapids the west side and the west side still has a touch of the beautiful shade and i think that's why i like it so much um but it's uh it's been built up quite a bit harmony's been a huge part of that um along with the knickerbocker and jolly pumpkin and, um sort of the building up of of that corridor um into a, a nightlife and an active spot where it used to sort of be um, a little more run down, a little more seedy, I guess, um, which is kind of a shame. But, uh, you know, it's it's living its best life right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely getting built up right now. I've seen I've seen some stuff. I saw the FBI raid the bar across the street, like full, full on. Um, that was before it became the steel cat. Um, mm. But I, it was like for not paying taxes or something like that. Oh, but yeah. The FBI they, does they get involved in that. Guns drawn, you know, full. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there are some great experiences to be had, too, though. I mean, uh, as much as we have problems on the West Side, uh, some of the things that you guys do at Harmony is really about uniting people. Um, you guys have brought a lot of energy in because you were one of the first places to invest on oh no i'm having a brain fart which road is that bridge it's bridge mm -hmm. yeah uh you guys were one of the first people to start reinvesting on bridge street and like bring it back from where uh it was um what are do you think that that leaves an indelible mark in your restaurant as well just well um i mean for us personally that's something that we're very proud of and that's one of our stated goals uh it, it was an amazing ride because when we, we we did get that building and started working on it and open there was not a ton going on there's a lot of proud people who have been there for a long time so i don't want to diminish what was there. certainly not i mean there's you know swift printing was you know has been there forever around the corner click bowling you know mm, i don't want to start click bowling's great maggie's kitchen across the street um the tamales at Maggie's Kitchen. <laughs> so I mean, there's there was stuff going there, but I mean it was vacant 
um, going all the way down. Uh, and so just kind of watching, you know, things build up and people getting excited and the Bridge Street Market was huge. The Nick yeah. was huge. Um, we're getting a new neighbor across the street, Cedar Springs Brewing Company. Uh, I love them. Yeah, in the old theater across the street. They're, they're, no. Yep. Well, welcome to town, Cedar Springs. We're so glad you're here. They make uh, a very good German beer bread. Um, it's like a uh, with a beer cheese. It's not. It's a little salty, so I probably can't eat it anymore. But man, mm-hmm. it's good bread. Uh, if you guys haven't had a chance to get up to the Cedar Springs Brewing, uh, it sounds like they're coming to town. So what another beautiful reason to come to Grand Rapids Bridge Street. Uh, there's a lot of unity that's happening there and a lot of um, great things, great food. If you are a foodie, uh, you will find a billion places to eat and things to do. The only one that I was truly sad about losing was the Black Heron. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a sad one. I was, they, they, had good, they had really good grits. Damn it. Mm. <laughs> All right, well, um, Jackson, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I also want to make sure that we pump you for all your worth. (laughs) Do you have any other stories that you'd like to share with us? Let me look at the list. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Tick them all off. Right? I love a list. You got to be organized, right? Yeah. So trying to make this as brief, uh, the monster room, um, all the the reliefs and stuff, uh, and all the artwork was done by a artist, a local artist named Bill Bausma. And um, Mm -hmm. he did a bunch of work and then he passed away. And just as one of those strange coincidences, the executive executor of his estate, his son uh, goes to church with my parents in Chicago. And um, he brought us a couple of pieces because he knew that uh, Bill Bausma had done the work there. And, um, you know, one of them, and this is wild conjecture here. um, One of them is this uh, painting of you know, it's a bunch of elderly men sitting around a table having drinks. You know, one guy, guy's got a beer, a glass of wine, whatever. Um, but we used to employ a baker full time and she would be there at odd, odd, odd hours by herself. And um, she would say that every Sunday morning um, when she was working in the kitchen around the corner in the monster room, she would hear men talking. Um, And then she would walk over there and there'd be nothing, nobody on the street, nobody in the room. So Uh I personally am accounting it to that painting, Uh but Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure. Um, But she got so freaked out that she ended up getting some type of protection sigil tattooed (laughs) on the back of her neck um, to keep her protected. Um, So that's one of the stories. And then another uh, employee who um, I talked to not that long ago. They they both um, are not working for us anymore, but she wants, her and her wife want to come and do um, a ghost investigation in the place. Because she mm-hmm. said she would actually even see um, apparitions of a woman in a red dress and, you know, mm-hmm. just always had strange occurrences there. So if you guys do that, please let Jen yeah. know because she's let been dying to go I'll on a ghost along. hunt. <laughs> I go to bed at eight thirty. You're not going to see me, but yeah. <laughs> but Jen could be there. Cool. Yeah, they're they're all amped. Um, oh, one that I'm totally forgetting, uh, and I told my daughter about it last night, and it seemed to get a good reaction from her. Um, so, right after we opened, um, we had a, a drink GR meetup. So a bunch of people were there. And we kind of cordoned off. There's a front area by a garage door, or we call it the terrace. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got a big drinking rail on the front. And uh, everybody was up there hanging out. And of course, it's during October. And um, so people asked me to tell some ghost stories. And so I told, mm-hmm. you know, some of the ones that I told already. Uh, and one of the guy um, sitting there had had his beer on the drinking rail. And it just kind of slid off and shattered on the ground. And so everybody was freaking out, uh, and but I walked over and I was like, you know, it's a beer, it's got condensation. Yeah. Uh, you're picking it up and putting it down. Look, and then you know, of course, there's the ring of um, water underneath it. Mm-hmm. The drinking rail's at a slight angle. It hydroplaned, and so I said, mm-hmm. you know, that's not that's not a haunting. There's a real scientific explanation for that. And so after I said that, 
a uh, champagne glass that was hanging on a glass holder behind the bar, picked up, came out of the thing, and dropped onto the ground. Oh my Somebody God. was like, "That goes." Don't tell me about your scientific experiments, sir. <laughs> yeah, they no. tried so hard to get everyone's attention, and finally did, and that some asshole just explains it away. <laughs> that is fantastic. Like, well, I'll show you, man. Okay, all right. So what I'm hearing is this podcast is haunted. Meet up in October. Oh We're going to Harmony God. Hall, guys. Get ready for the poutine. Yes. It's my favorite. Uh, it's it's on like Donkey Kong. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, if all things go according to plan, and we can start having meetings again soon, it'll be fantastic. Um, all right. So Jackson, thank you so much for giving of your time today and for for sharing these highly personal stories with us. Uh, thank your staff. This is wonderful. Um, I hope that everybody has a chance to visit Harmony and Harmony Hall. Let me just quick drag up their addresses. I should have been. I was too involved. Just go, We live in the modern age. Just Google Maps Harmony Hall. Grand Rapids. You're not wrong, oh. Jen. <laughs> You're like, every time my mom starts giving me verbal directions, I'm like, I'm not going to remember that. Don't just let just, me type it just in. Just let Google me type Maps. it in. Okay, fair enough. So Harmony Hall, Harmony <laughs> Hall, Grand Rapids, um, and Harmony East in Grand Rapids, which is technically in... East Town. Uh, it's totally yeah. two totally different flares. Everybody come and check them out. Uh, you can't ask for better food. You can't ask. For, well, I'm not a beer drinker, but Jen, you're a fan. It's good. Yeah, it's good, good beer. Yeah. All right, so there you go. that was a really great episode uh again jackson uh thank you so much for sharing all of that with us um jen we've got a listener story we do have a listener story uh so this one is from 2018 (laughs) once again everybody we are working through that backlog we promise yeah yeah i just skip around at this point so it's fine um so this one comes from aaron um, and she writes, uh, hello, spooky fam. So I'll start off by thanking you all for this podcast. I re- just recently started like how many years ago? Now? Right. 2018. It's fine. It's fine. So three years ago. <laughs> uh, but I'm so in love and y'all feel like my best friends. Hey. 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 Anywho, the story starts by telling you that for my entire life, uh, up until about three years ago, I lived right across from the street from one of the oldest mm-hmm. cemeteries on the West coast. Oh. Mountain View Cemetery in, I'm so glad I took this story, Oregon City. <laughs> I'm sorry, in Oregon? Yes, in, in, the, in Oregon City. <laughs> you weirdo. Um, if, <laughs> if y'all don't know where that is, uh, we're literally at the end of the Oregon Trail. Oh. For, the, for the ones who didn't die of dysentery but died immediately once they got there. Right. That's so sad. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. I assume some of them lived there for a little while and then died. But I just have this imagination of like, who oh, made it? <laughs> <laughs> immediately croaked. Uh, is that bad of us? It doesn't matter. They're dead. Yeah. Um, anyway, seriously, there's a giant covered wagon that is conveniently placed near our local dump. Also so cool. Also reminds me of how we used to parade around the neighborhood with a radio flyer wagon with hula hoops and a sheet. Adorable. Yeah, we're we're so cute and weird. Um, Do, do, do. Anyway, go figure. Uh, So Mountain View Cemetery was established in 1854, and the first burial was an infant in 1847. Sad. That's sad, yeah. Uh, Since then, it has expanded and is still in use. One of the beautiful things about this cemetery is its beautiful family plots that have their own gated fences and uh, the front row view of Mount Hood, hence the name. Mm-hmm. I love those. I don't know if um, way uh, back in what literally episode one, if I mentioned, but um, <laughs> those like family style plots that are gated was mm-hmm. a very Victorian thing because you'd like go have a picnic. In the, in the cemetery which 
is a tradition that I carried on uh, into my childhood. <laughs> right. But anyway, it used to be a thing. You'd just go have a picnic on uh, your family plot uh, on Sundays and spend some time with your dad. Very cute, very goth, very Victorian. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's cool that this cemetery has it as well. Um, so one of the not so beautiful things is the unmarked graves and how the historical graves are slowly but surely sliding off the hills. I'm sorry, they're doing what now? Is it just the grave markers sliding off the hills or cause like, was there a lot of erosion happening? Because that could I get am concerned. Real, real weird. Real fast. Grandpa's going to come back for dinner. You just start seeing this coffin poke out of the side of it. Whoa! <laughs> I don't like that! Don't care for that at all. Don't care for that at all. Um, so I'm just going to assume that it's the grave markers, which is equally sad, because then that means that they're not, you know, properly aligned where they should be. Um, so, yeah. Um, do, do, do. Um, I grew up not being very afraid of this place because it was where I learned to ride my bike, a beautiful place for summer picnics and quite, and a quiet place to read. Hey, that sounds so nice. That sounds like my childhood. I also learned to drive in there. Hey, same because you can't (laughs) kill anyone. (laughs) They done already died. You can drive really slow. Usually cemeteries have nice, uh, curved roads, not too many sharp turns and uh the most you can do is uh run into a tree or a headstone so very low stakes um uh, so that being said it has its own way of being very spooky here's a, a few quick bits my childhood home was very old so it wasn't unusual for it to creak and groan however periodically when i would be home alone at night I would wake up to large footprints downstairs. I'm sorry, what? You know, just your casual, like, waking up in the middle of the night and hearing people walking around. Hate Um, it. Hate that. Yeah. I'm not talking just a few light taps. I'm talking hefty man steps down a hallway. (laughs) Don't like that. Uh, In my half-sleep, a sleep state, I'd usually call for my dad, thinking he came home to grab something. He's a musician, so he plays a lot of evenings and weekends. Mm-hmm. If it was him, he would re- he would reply. If it, it was the times that he didn't, that I'd go downstairs to look for him and find no one there. Great. Woo! Super great. Spooky, spooky. Uh, I learned to sleep with a light on, because as we all know, that'll no ghosts will come. And hurt you if you're like I think on. they're just harder to perceive. I feel, yeah. And also, yeah, I think you just feel more comfortable when yeah. you can see your surroundings. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, another time, I had gone for a bike ride in the oldest part of the cemetery. It had less visitors, so it was easier to bike and not worry about cars. I pulled over because it was a hot summer day to drink some water, and I sat down by a shady tree. I will tell you this quite honestly. I don't know how I fell asleep or why. <laughs> Because who the hell falls asleep in a cemetery? I don't think I've done that. Um, But it doesn't seem out of the realm of the ordinary because it's quiet and peaceful. And hot. And hot. And and you're exhausted. And you were exercising. So, yeah. Anyway. um, But I did. I don't know how long I was out before waking up and feeling like I couldn't breathe. Like something heavy was sitting on my chest and that I was being intensely watched by something that didn't like me there. I quickly got up and pedaled my way home, refusing to look behind me because I was too afraid of what I might see. As I said, that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. That's don't, the way to do it. Do not look at it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to give things attention if you don't want to. That's right. Um, so there's a few stories. Of, uh, bleh, hmm. So there's a few stories from a kid who lived near a very cool yet spooky cemetery, my, and my dad wonders why I'm so damn weird. <laughs> Yeah, well, join the club. Uh, so <laughs> thanks, y'all, for reading. Stay spooky. <laughs> well, that was fantastic. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing that. Thank you, Erin. Um, that was wonderful. Yeah, she also included a picture of that gated family plot. And it's, yeah, it's got a fancy uh, uh, ornate wrought iron. work wrought iron gate. Classic. Um, yeah, very fun. Thank well, that, you for sharing. Yeah, that's the best. You guys are awesome. 
if you want to send in your own ghost story, you can find us at this podcast is haunted at gmail.com. We are Could you have said media. that any faster? <laughs> this is what I was right. You should <laughs> Whatever. It's in the description. It um, is. This podcast <laughs> is haunted at gmail.com. It's the name of the show at Gmail. Um and we are on social media and we are on patreon and that is patreon.com slash this podcast is haunted which is also down in the description um yeah so we will we'll be back in a fortnight <laughs> see you in a fortnight everybody uh jen thank you you are the best co-host ever jackson thank you for being on the show and uh we'll see you guys soon and until then stay spooky motherfuckers